I want to talk about your new fabric line because it's so beautiful and I oh thank you can't wait to buy some I'm really excited but um so yeah let's like tell everybody what it is and where you got your inspiration and everything yeah it's um it's called a break it's my first fabric collection uh with Riley Blake the sign I'm Amanda and this is not your granny's quilt show I am so excited today to have Fran of Cotton and Joy with me. She's another Pacific Northwest quilter like me, and I am so excited to have her here. So welcome Fran with me. Hi. Hi. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. I'm, I wasn't um, familiar with you until I was at the Quilting Bee in Spokane and I saw, I mean, you were there with the trunk show. So I'm just, yeah. everything about you, so. Um, <laughs> But how long have you been quilting and what got you into quilting? You can start there and yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been quilting. I learned to quilt when I was pregnant with my oldest son. So about eight years now. Okay. Um, and I guess you could say that that nesting <laughs> desire that you get while uh, pregnant, that's really what got me um, wanting to learn to sew. And I didn't know anything about sewing. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, one of my friends was like, well, you know, there's this group here in town. Um, at the time, I was living in El Paso, Texas. And she said, you know, there's this group here in town and they get together to sew. You know, they might be able to teach you since you want to make things for your baby. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of did something that I would never do and reach out to these people that I don't know who they were. And they were like, yeah, come over to a group. We meet on uh, Fridays. And um, I met with them and one of the ladies in the group, uh, she taught me how to sew. She taught me kind of like all the basics of sewing. And uh, from there, we ended up moving to Germany. My husband was in the military, so there was okay. a lot of moving. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I um, that you lived in different places. I was going to ask you. So anyway, sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, so then um, at that point, we had had another uh kid we had them two years apart almost to the day um and while we were living in Germany I had pretty bad um postpartum depression and one of those nights I was just kind of like on Pinterest and I found started finding like all these modern quilt patterns and that's kind of how I got introduced to sort of that side of things and once I found sort of the Instagram side of it it just there wasn't any stopping it basically yeah it's a freight train that cannot be stopped <laughs> yes pretty much that's that's pretty much how it went <laughs> wow wow so you kind of so you're from Chile right yes I was born and raised there um moved to the states when I was 15 okay that's so cool is there was there quilting there like is that something that was part of that had you seen um, or no, I feel like um, it's sort of a very American thing. Oh. <laughs> um, I now like nobody in my family was a quilter. Um, my grandmother used to sew, but she was more of like a garment sewer. Um, but yeah, no, no quilting. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just always so interested, like 
because you always hear about American quilts and you there's all these historical things but I'm just like curious to know what it's like in other countries too just like is it something that you've seen since you were little and then that inspired you or like yeah so that's really cool though that you were able to pick it up so quickly and yeah <laughs> give you something to do while you were pregnant I mean I'm consuming projects yeah. so you definitely have something to work on but Yes. Cool. So, um, so you learned how to quilt and then what, what interests you and in, interested you in starting to design patterns? Like, were you just not finding what you wanted or? Yeah, it was sort of that, um, I was working as a, uh, web and graphic designer. So I kind of had the designer brain, I guess you could say. And, um, I started quilting um mainly following patterns from other modern quilters like um, Nicole from Modern Handcraft and Megan from then Kim June uh, Susie Quilts that was kind of like my introduction to modern quilting uh, but I kind of had I would get these ideas like my designer brain I couldn't turn it off and I would get on Pinterest and like search and search and I wasn't really finding what I wanted and I started I Google is like, how do you make a design, like a pattern design? Um, because I knew you had to sort of like worry about the, um, like the seam allowance, but I didn't know how like the math side of it worked. And so one day I just kind of sat with like a graph paper and pencil. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, I need to figure out this idea that I have. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how that got started. Yeah. That's so cool. I, like I say, I, I'm not good at it, but like I end up working designs myself and not anything that I would be like, I'm going to sell this, but, and my mom is very designer minded too. Like she'll just see fabric and she's like, I know what I'm going to do with it. And she creates a pattern and I'm like, I, wow, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I don't, I don't know. It's good and bad because I have way too many ideas and not enough time to make third of them happen (laughs) right you're like I don't know I don't have enough hands (laughs) and a mom of two young kids yeah there's just not enough hours in the day (laughs) never I know I'm like oh do I have to sleep I could just keep quilting (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's pretty much how that goes yeah well so I mean so up at the quilting bee you have a lot of your your quilt patterns are on display in the shop um, yes <laughs> and so I was like walking around after I met you I was like walking around shopping of course because I was like I'm in a fabric store I might as well and <laughs> I was like that's yeah. what of hers. that's one of hers I was like looking all around and you had a handful in there and they're beautiful and I was like wow that's a really pretty quilt and I'm like oh that's Franz like <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> so I think you have a you know, you have a great unique style and it, they just pop, like you leave space for using awesome fabrics and using focal point fabrics. And I think that's, that's kind of fun with like the modern fabric lines that are coming out, which you now also have a fabric line, which is yes. why you're there, which I want to yes. talk about. Like, I, I think I really gravitate towards the more modern patterns because they do lean to or like lend to using the modern fabrics that have you know big prints and 
you stuff you want to show off and older patterns seem to have a lot of tiny pieces, whereas more modern yeah. patterns have bigger blocks, bigger, you know, just bigger aspects so that you can really showcase those fabrics. Yeah. And for me, it comes from, it's kind of like a two part for me when I make like those big blocks, one part of it is I do want to be able to showcase like fabrics. I mean, now, yeah, I'm obviously have my fabrics, but before it was, you know, we all have our favorite fabric designers. And it's like a shame when you have to cut this beautiful fabric, like into these teeny tiny pieces. Uh, but then the other side of it for me too is I want to make it fast. <laughs> right. And the bigger the block, the faster this quilt will be, will be finished. <laughs> so yeah. that's my design right now also goes to that side of it. It's like, I, I want to make this fast. <laughs> right. Like how can we be more efficient? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that. And you know, quilts with more pieces are fun. It's a, sorry, there's like loud sound outside. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, quilt patterns with smaller pieces can be fun but I think the long pat you know longer projects I get burned out on I'm like okay I just want this to be finished but when I can whip out a quilt yeah. top in a day because the pieces are larger and it still looks really cool like I can really appreciate that so thank you for being someone who designed <laughs> meant for that <laughs> I love that yeah it's, yeah it's definitely part of it's just like as a mom I don't have a lot of time and it's like I the satisfaction of finishing something fast mm -hmm. and beautiful like I like that um to have that in my projects yeah. um there's definitely like a time to have those more complex and lots of smaller pieces type projects but in general I like the satisfaction of something fast <laughs> I agree I'm with you it makes a difference and I think that can be kind of a barrier to quilting for people because they're like, oh, it's going to take me forever to make a quilt. But really, I mean, I was just talking to my friend who she does the podcast with me sometimes, Miranda. Um, we were just talking about patterns and how, you know, you don't even have to follow a pattern. You can just sew squares, you know, you can get a layer cake or a 10 inch stacker and you can just sew the squares together. Like just do something, you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. When they're, when you're ready to branch out from the simple stuff, you know, it's nice to have simpler patterns that are fast finishes to work into, to build your skills and, and how important yeah. that piece of it is. And that there's so many modern pattern designers out there doing that for quilters to get more people into the craft. And I just, I really appreciate that. So. Yeah, um, I definitely feel like when you look at some of the older patterns, it's all very sort of complicated and you look at them especially if you're a brand new quilter and you're like I could never like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just what <laughs> yeah um but sort of having something that you can look at and say oh I can I can make that I think it's very important especially I feel like um there's the sort of new generation of quilters mm -hmm. um like myself that don't necessarily have family that quilted like your mom didn't quilt and your grandmother didn't quilt and they're learning themselves you know I was very fortunate that I had somebody that did teach me to yeah. quilt um but especially since the pandemic I think there's a lot of quilters that just taught themselves how to quilt um via YouTube via Pinterest tutorials things like that so I think it's important to have 
sort of that bridge of easier patterns and there's sort of a place for all levels of skill yeah definitely and and I think you know it's one of the things that I I say it a lot and I I feel passionately about it but I just think too long it was like a a quote-unquote granny craft and now we're seeing all this modernness come into it we're seeing younger quilters and like people are teaching their kids and so it's kind of reviving itself um yeah I mean my mom tried to teach me to sew when I was younger and I didn't take to it I was too anxious to like (laughs) learn how to use the sewing machine and whatever but now that but I saw it my whole life I was always around it so I've always been creative there's always been creativity but I think now that I can share this with my mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of slowly teaching my nieces and like my best friends do it. And we're teaching, you know, their daughters. And, um, but yeah, like that, that bridging that gap between like the super intricate patterns and like just sewing blocks or squares together, you know, it, yeah, <laughs> like you said, it, it, it bridges that gap and it allows more people to hone their skills and, and come into the craft, which I love. I think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely more modern. Like when I first started quilting, my husband was like, my grandma used to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, like look at all these people my age. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's the fun part too. It's like my, my three best friends do it. I mean, we have a little bit of an age range, like probably about 10 years from between the oldest one of us and the youngest one of us Mm -hmm. but like we're all quilting and it's fun to have friends and know that there's more people out there I'm not just like a random weirdo in my 30s who likes to do an old lady craft but (laughs) yeah and I think um Instagram definitely helps with that I know it's kind of a love-hate relationship with Instagram. Um, so sort of having that community aspect is really fantastic. Right. And and that's another avenue that's like brought, brought quilting to the modern era, I think, because you can see, instead of just having this idea in your head, like, oh, that's for old ladies, or oh, it's just brown, you know, ugly fabric, you can see all these different inspiration pieces and mm-hmm. see modern design and see modern fabric and it's out there and available immediately you don't have to wait till it maybe shows up in your local quilt shop or yeah it's definitely made it more possible I think for more people to get involved which is cool but I I agree I have a love hate with Instagram too so <laughs> I think everybody does yeah <laughs> I don't I don't want to use it as much as I do, but I'm also like, well, I got to run my business. So <laughs> yeah. And then I guess I wish they would stop changing, like add the reels, add this, add that. I'm like, can I just share the pretty pictures? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so nervous about reels. I made like two and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've made a handful and I'm always like, well, well, here it goes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like something, right. It's out there. Yeah yeah (laughs) well I want to talk about your new fabric line because it's so beautiful and I oh thank you can't wait to buy some I'm really excited but um so yeah let's 
they tell everybody what it is and where you got your inspiration and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's called a break. It's my first fabric collection uh, with Riley Blake the sign. Um, well, my first fabric collection ever. <laughs> and I'm with Riley Blake the signs. Um, the inspiration behind it was sort of um, springtime in the garden um, that I grew up in. Um, like our house kind of had this it wasn't very fancy by any means it just but it had a garden like in the front of the house and um my grandparents um loved spending time there my grandpa had some of his special flowers that he had and then my grandma had this beautiful lemon tree in the front of the house um that it was kind of like her pride and joy um and um a lot of basically all of the motifs come from my memory spent in that place with my grandparents. It's so pretty. It's like, yeah, I love the bees and the, <sighs> yes. Well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to put like some photos up, uh, in okay. the video so people can see it. I'll also link your stuff in the show notes so that people can get to it, but okay. oh, it's just so pretty. Thank oh, you. <laughs> did you release a, a pattern with it or? Yes, there were um, two patterns that went with the collection. Um, one is called Lumineers, which is a uh, fat quarter friendly pattern. And then there was Squared Up, which is like the 10 inch stacker, like layer cake. Um, very, very beginner friendly. <laughs> Some straight lines. Um, and yeah, those were the two patterns that go with the collection. And then as you saw the quilting bee, they also um, used some of my other patterns and used the collection with it. Um, that's what, what was there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just wasn't sure because I saw so many different, you know, quilts in with the, the fabric collection. So I was like, I, I didn't know if you had released patterns specifically with it or not, but it's so pretty. And um, I know it's so exciting to like, <laughs> I think just because I had this like idea that you know fabric designers are on this pedestal and like and obviously you have a design background so that I'm sure helps but it's just nice to like know that you know people are just out there living their dreams I guess <laughs> like, it's just so cool and we love Riley Blake so that's like a really cool thing to just like see yeah. how we get to do that. And it's amazing. I still can't really believe that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> like up until it actually shipped to stores. And then when I got my sample, um, because part of my contract is I get um, a bolt of each fabric. Yeah. Um, before it actually got to my house, I was like, I'm obviously dreaming this. Like I am going to wake up and it was all just, I made it up in my head like it's not really happening and even through like each step because there's sort of like different steps um to the fabric design process I kept being like they're gonna pull this like it's not gonna happen <laughs> so it's very mind. strange very strange too that it's it's out there and it it did happen um people are making things with it <laughs> and it's just like the weirdest the weirdest but also like most amazing thing yeah that's so cool I 
Yeah. I don't know if that's ever something in my future, but I just get so excited hearing about people who, you know, who make it happen for themselves. And it just encourages me to keep doing what I'm doing, but also like, I want to talk to everybody, like what, I mean, yeah. So do you have to like, did you like mock up your idea and send it to them? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, I did, um, work as a graphic designer before, um, that said I am completely self-taught, like I didn't go to college for this. Um, I just kind of fell into the design life. Um, so I kind of had this crazy idea in my head, like I would really like to design fabric. So then I researched, I was like, what, how, do, how does that even happen? And what I found is that it's an area of design called surface pattern design. And then I was like, okay, so what do I do to add that to my skill set? And um, I ended up signing up for a course by Bonnie Christine. She designs for our gallery fabric. She has a course on how to become a surface pattern designer. Oh. So I, I did, I, I went through that course. And then what I did was I created a portfolio with um, three collections, basically. And within the collection, it showcased obviously the collections. And then I also added um, mock-ups um, using my existing quilt patterns. And I sent it to three different companies and one of them was Riley Blake. And they're the ones that I signed with. So that's so it was cool. kind of like the process. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And it's so nice to just know that like, you don't have to have fancy degrees and you don't have to have like, you know, really you just have to be creative and make pretty designs and, and someone will like your stuff and, and help you make your dreams come true. Like it, it's accessible, which I think is, it's cool to see because then it makes it not so scary for other people who might, you know, maybe have a really artistic brain and just doesn't don't know what to do with it but that yeah that definitely be. um Bonnie was definitely a big inspiration to me because she also doesn't have a design degree like she went to school for business okay. and yeah and she talks about it a lot in some of her like sculpture classes or like on her Instagram she was like you don't have to go to college like if you have the sort the talent obviously so the natural talent, but also just the determination to make this happen. Like you can do it. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. it, it did happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it worked because you have a fabric line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And we just announced the second one um, that will ship in December. So that's coming out. <laughs> Very exciting. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. I'm excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank that is you. so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait for yeah. that one now. Is it yes. holiday themed or is it? Yeah, it's called South Hill. Um, it was inspired by our first year in the South Hill neighborhood here in Spokane. Um, like I mentioned earlier, my husband was in the military and he retired at the end of 2020. So we 
bought a house and sort of it was like our first like okay this is our forever home yeah <laughs> so it's inspired by a lot of sort of the memories that we have from that first year um in this house so oh my gosh I'm looking forward to that that's so fun yeah I know the quilting be uh all period um I like showed it to them and they were very excited about it so oh, oh man they're so nice I love them <laughs> Yes, they, they're amazing. They're, um, like very supportive and just very, um, I don't, I keep saying that, but they are just so supportive. <laughs> like they're wow. just very nice and, um, they're willing to get to know people like in the industry. I feel like a lot of the times when you meet some of like the cool shop owners of somebody that's younger, they're like, um, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a weird feeling but they're not like that at all at the building b so no I just was sure they were gonna say they were they were gonna ignore my email asking if I could interview them because we were gonna be up there I have so much family up there and um, right I was like they might say no but I'm still gonna ask and they were like of course (laughs) and you have to go meet Fran like they were they were like they asked me like three times while I was there before like (laughs) getting ready they're like have you talked to Fran yet I'm like I've been in this room the whole time so no <laughs> so they were yeah, like no they they also like uh they emailed me and like they called me they're like we're gonna have a podcast here you should really meet with them it's gonna be great for you and I'm like oh I guess I don't know yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they want to talk to me <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I, was, I, I love I that like, about <laughs> them and just how like about the how much they're about the community and like supporting mm-hmm. and like connecting people yeah yeah and it's it's people like them and, and shops like that, that are going to help make, help keep quilting like more active and make it easier for people to get into it because you walk in and, and if they're there to help you, you can tell right away. Or if they're just there, cause they're like, well, I just wanted to own a quilt shop and I don't really care about anything else. It's like, it makes a huge difference. So I'm yeah, supportive of you and that's so cool yeah you, you can definitely tell when it's like the difference in mm-hmm. just the culture of the quilt shop mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference and I love the quilting <laughs> yeah oh my gosh I'm like I wish you were in Boise because I want to shop at your shop every day <laughs> <laughs> yes it's very dangerous to have them in your own town um yeah thankfully they're like in the valley and I'm like in mm-hmm. South Hill so there's like a little bit of distance yeah it's not just right down the street <laughs> yes if they were right down the street it would just I would live there yeah like hire me to work and just put my paycheck into like shop credit because <laughs> I'm sure they'd figure it out for you <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so it was like really serendipitous that you know we just happened to be there on the same day and yeah you know, I was I was like I don't know who this person is but I'm very excited to meet her and, and then <laughs> yeah. it was your trunk show for your new fabric line and so getting to see your patterns and your fabric and meeting you in person I was like oh man this is so fun I just I love everything about quilting <laughs> and just the people I've been meeting and you know getting to meet people like you who are you know you're, you're doing it. You're making it happen for yourself. And, and I just think it, 
it just makes me more inspired and and I want to share that with everybody like look it's so cool you can do whatever you want in quilting (laughs) there's an avenue for it you know there's a way yeah it's still very weird you're like yeah I'm making I'm doing this and it's successful like my brain still hasn't quite fully caught up to it right and it's one of <laughs> like I still too. don't quite believe it yeah well and it's like I never envisioned myself being this like quilting and podcasting like I was a teacher I had a completely different path ahead of me and then I was just like changed it and I think that's part of it too is like I never envisioned myself doing this you know yeah except for recently and so I mean that's probably at least that for me would be the hurdle in like wrapping my brain around it <laughs> yeah no it's it's a weird thing sometimes <laughs> that's just happening yeah. like like this is really my job I quilt and design things Mm-hmm. that's my job <laughs> it's just it's very strange to think yeah. about and now you're immortalized because your name is on fabric with a major fabric design company and that is so <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> it's like being a rock star in the quilt world <laughs> oh I don't see I don't like feel like that at all <laughs> I'm just people yeah. keep being like oh you're like famous I'm like I'm really not though right <laughs> I'm just like, oh. doing the thing from this office in my basement (laughs) it's not as glamorous yeah so it's still cool (laughs) um that's so cool I'm just like real excited for you can you tell my face I'm like I can't stop smiling because I just keep thinking about it I'm just like so happy for you um yeah (laughs) yeah so you have another one coming out in December you said and then you're gonna are you gonna have patterns that come out with that as well um I am sort of reusing one of my um existing patterns because it just works really well with that fabric and then there's gonna be a new pattern uh coming out with that um I'll probably be releasing that November or December I haven't quite figured out my schedule that far yeah yeah Day by day. <laughs> yeah. <yes. laughs> that's so um, but yeah, it would, that's our problem doing that one. Yeah. <laughs> two patterns, it's, it's very exciting, but it's also like a lot of work to do yeah. two patterns for that collection. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and do you use pattern testers when you are creating a new pattern or do you just work out the kinks yourself or? Um, so I use both a tech editor and pattern testers. Um, so sort of my process is I design the pattern and then I edit it myself and I make a sample off of that first pattern to work up some of the kinks. And then, um, me and Matt have never been the best of friends. (laughs) Um, so I send it to, um, a tech editor and she helps me figure out the math. And then I recently also hired a copy editor. Um, to sort of specifically look at the instructions side of it, um, because English is my second language, and so sometimes I feel like, am I wording this right? Am I not wording it right? I don't, I don't really know. Um, so they help me get it in pretty good shape, and then um, I do send it to testers. I have a group of 
um, probably about 10 testers that have been with me for a while now. And some of them will um, pass on it, some of it do it. It kind of depends on their schedule as well. Um, and I'm pretty laid back. I just kind of want to make sure that it's not horrible <laughs> at that point, that it makes sense. Um, yeah, that's sort of my process for the for the pattern side of things. Yeah, I've done some test patterns and it's so valuable because then you see the finished product and you're like, I helped do that. And, but also <laughs> I think, you know, as a designer, I would want somebody to go through my work with a fine tooth comb because that, again, that accessibility, if your pattern is written poorly, people can't make it or they're going to just get frustrated. Yeah. And be like, I'm never using one of her patterns ever again, but so yeah, that's cool. And um, nice to have a, you know, a dedicated group that you can rely on to help you do that. Yeah, they've been really great. Um, three of them have been with me since I started in 2019, like, and they've tested almost like every one of my patterns. Oh. Um, so I, I owe them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then some of them have like come and gone and, but it's, it's a pretty, I would say like solid group of 10 um, and I adore them. Yeah. That's so cool. And that's gotta be nice. Feel nice too, just to know they've got your back and yes, again, it further builds the community. Cause I think you're entrusting your, what's it called? Your creative, like your intellectual property. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, you're entrusting them with that. And and I think that's an important way as, as quilters that we can show our trust and build the community better is to, yeah. to help each other out in that way. So, yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm at a point where maybe I could do this without using testers, um, just because I do have the two editors that really do go through my patterns, like very thoroughly. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I love the community aspect of testing. Um, I know that's one way I got started when I first sort of really got into quilting was testing for other people. And one of the things that got me really interested in modern quilting to begin with was seeing um, how quilters supported each other um, and seeing those interactions. Um, a lot of it does happen on Instagram. Um, the sort of seeing um, sort of building each other up that and it, at the time like I said I was pretty bad in like postpartum depression and sort of seeing um, women supporting each other and building each other up and you know you see pattern designers like sharing other people's pattern designs and just sort of seeing that it's really community over competition I feel like that's a very important part of a modern quilting so that's why I continue to, to use testers. Um, yeah. Even when sometimes I'm like, I could release this so much faster if I didn't go through the testing process. But I like having that as part of my process. Yeah. And I, yeah, I love that. Like the thing that helped you in a hard time is something that you're giving to other people now. And, and I think as as human beings, like that's one of the best things we can do is like, 
hey, this really helped me. Now I'm going to use that to help others and, and bring people yeah. up with me. And, and I think that's really important. And especially in, at least in my, this is my opinion and you don't have to share it, but I just think like sometimes there's some of the older quilters, they have kind of a snooty attitude about it. And, and I don't want to perpetuate that ever. And I think there's, you know, people like you and other, other people we've chatted with here on the show and everybody really wants that same goal of like, no, we want to bring everybody with us. Like we want, we want to help each other and, and hold each other's hands. We don't want to push you away because mine's better than yours and have that yeah. attitude. So I think it's super important to, to keep per perpetuating the positive and bring people with us and supporting each other through those hard times and you know creating something can be such a great outlet for hard emotions <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, yeah that's awesome that you had quilting and that you're doing that for for other people so <laughs> that's really cool um well do you have one of your like is I can't talk right now um which one of your patterns would you say is your favorite or do you have a favorite? Um, it kind of changes and um, it kind of depends on um, what we're talking about. I think as far as sort of my favorite design right now, it's um, Mammy's Lemons. That sort of holds a special place in my heart because it was inspired by my grandma and her lemon tree. And it's just, a very sort of fun springy design uh but as far as my favorite one to make um i love joyful stars and midpoint and that's because they're both very fast satisfying makes <laughs> yeah. so uh but it's kind of hard to pick one <laughs> especially because yeah. i think my not my next one i'm currently working sort of like I'm in the middle of a pattern release process I just send it out to the testers and I'm kind of working on that and that one's special because it's my first take on a medallion quilt I've always wanted to do a medallion uh but it's also kind of it's it's a very difficult pattern it's definitely not a faso um but then my the pattern that I have in in my schedule for after that one I am just so excited about it it's like I cannot contain myself about it <laughs> I think that one will will become my favorite one <laughs> yeah that's good it's kind of like whatever your latest one is that's your favorite <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can understand that though it's kind of it would be hard to choose because they're all your creations and you wouldn't put it out if you didn't love it so yeah that would be hard to choose. I just like to ask because I, I was just always curious. I, I'm always curious about, you know, if there's one that just holds a special place or, you know, but I can understand the lemons being, having that more nostalgic part of, yeah, <laughs> part of your heart. And that's so cool. Um, so how many, how many quilts do you have in your house? Like, do you keep all the quilts you make or do you give them away? Um, I don't keep all of them. I do keep all of the cover quilts. 
um, because I do use those for trunk shows and things. And sometimes I'll have quilt shops. Um, like right now, like five or six of my quilts are at quilt shop in Texas oh. um, because they were having like a shop hop and mm-hmm. um, they wanted to display them. So I do keep all the cover quilts that are not used, which is kind of heartbreaking. And then I usually, I make multiple samples of the patterns. There's usually one that I keep for me and those get used. And then um, if I do make another one, it's usually like a gift or sometimes I'll sell some some of them. so I honestly have no idea how many quilts are in my house. I know each of my kids has at least two. I gave one to my husband as a gift. My mom has probably three or four of my quilts. Um, and then there is sort of by rotating stack of quilts that makes it through like our living room. And it just kind of depends on which ones are clean and which one got. I don't know, potato chips on it. <laughs> I'm sure there's quilters that are like cringing at that, but I believe quilts should be used. Like unless they were specifically made as art quilts, like use the heck out of that quilt. <laughs> yep. No, I'm with you. I mean, I rotate them off of this wall behind me because I made a display wall in my living room, but um, but when they come off the wall, I wash them and I put them back out in into use in the living room or in the bedroom. Like, cause yeah, I... I strongly believe quilts are made to be used and loved and, and yeah, unless it's specifically art, I mean, wrap your body in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's why you make quilts. Yeah. And like, whenever I do give quilts away to like either family or friends, I'm like, please use this. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm giving you a baby quilt, you better be using that for tummy time and your kid better spit on it. <laughs> like, no. I want you to use this. Yeah that's I tell people the same thing I'm like please use this I did not make this for you to tuck it away and never use it and look at it like yeah I want you to here's how to care for it it's cotton just wash it you know yeah <laughs> and I, I just think people are scared to ruin it which I can understand that too because they know it's a great gift and that a lot of time and effort went into it but I am also like yes and please use it <laughs> Yes, I'm like, the only way a quilt gets ruined is if you put it, like, in the back of a closet, and then it gets, like, eaten by moths or something, like, yeah. otherwise, just use the heck out of it. Yeah, wear and tear is expected. You want it to be yeah. softer and worn in, and, oh, yeah. And those are the best quilts when they've been washed a few times. Mm-hmm. You got that nice crinkle on it, and they're soft. Nice and soft. Yeah. I'm also, I have a hard time putting anything but minky on the backs of my quilts so yeah I only done that once I did it with a pat with so the one to keep Mm -hmm. um for one of my patterns last year and now I'm like I need to do this with every single (laughs) yeah we started we literally started carrying minky just because we wanted to be able to have it whenever we wanted it for quilts yeah because that quilt gets fed over when it's on the sofa what's on the, when, when it's in a living room it gets fed over because it's just such a cozy quilt yeah. <laughs> so now like every time I make one that I know I'm gonna keep I'm like mm, that's gonna get minky on the back yeah it's it's good and it just makes it 10 times cozier 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. My mom made me a graduation quilt because I got a master's degree and then promptly quit teaching. But um, <laughs> but the one she made for me, it has like the luck, one of the Lux minkies on the back. So it's got longer mm. fibers, super luscious and soft. And I was hiding it away because I'm like, she put white minky on it. It's got white background. I was like, I'm terrible with white things. I just destroy them because I spill everything on them. So I had it tucked away and I I said that she was like, excuse you, Miss Preach It to the choir that you want people to use their quilts and then you have one tucked away. I was like, fine. So I finally brought it down into the living room. And the first time my husband like laid on the couch and put it over him, he was like, what the heck is this? (laughs) Do you like it? Because his his quilt that I made for him has just regular minky on the back. Yeah. This is like extra soft and he was like, oh my gosh, this is dangerous. And so (laughs) it just has like an extra special factor to it. So anyway, I could talk about Minky all day, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, well, that's fun. I, um, I'm going to ask you a question. I just totally blanked out. I'm so sorry. This happens to me all the time because I'm such a ding dong. It's um, okay. <laughs> oh, um. Okay, yeah. That's what it was. So do you have any um like tips or advice for people who want to get into quilting or to new quilters that really helped you out? Um, I would say it's probably easier said than done, but just kind of go for it and let go of the perf- like the idea that it needs to be perfect. Because um, I know um, social media makes it seem like we're all very great at quilting and we have perfect points and things like that. But um, it's called cropping. I crop out the points that I don't, if it's a bad point, it gets cropped. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called um sorry, love and hate relationship with the seam ripper mm-hmm. you can always rip out a seam and try again um uh, so just kind of just let go of that thought that it needs to be perfect and just try again and it's just fabric at the end of the day <laughs> yeah. like you can always try again it's it can be painful if you use very pretty fabric, um, but you can always try again. Yeah, I love that. And that's, I always say that, like, don't get caught up in the perfection of it because nine times out of 10, just like you said, what you're seeing has been curated and the flaws are edited out so that you only see the good parts. And so I think that lends to that love, hate, like you said, as well, just like, I don't want to see only perfect. I want to see people mess up. I want to know that the quilters that I admire are also humans and not just like perfect robots. And so, yeah, no, I use the seam rubber a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. I hate it so much, but I especially if I venture into the land of like foundation paper piecing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I- <laughs> I still haven't figured it out. I don't, my mom, we had a client ask us to make the book nerd, um, 
like oh, from the yeah. book pattern she just wanted four books she didn't want the whole quilt because she just wanted it as a wall hanging and we were like oh great yeah totally I'm like oh my gosh it's paper piecing and my mom was like I'll figure it out and she did it all so I mean I can't take any credit for any of it but she had to seam rip a bunch and redo a couple of stuff of the parts because it's it's tricky you have to think backwards yeah. <laughs> yeah you have to think backwards and then right when I think I'm like okay I think I've got it I don't yeah I, don't. I have one printed out I want to make um like a diamond mm. hang to frame and hang in our guest bedroom and I just am too scared I haven't even started I'm like I don't know what to do but man yeah yeah I I have one. The last one I made was a, it looks like a record player. And I made it for my best friend uh, because she has this like sort of minty color record player. And that's, I made it sort of minty color for her. And oh my God, my sewing room was just like papers everywhere. There was two sections I had to do twice. It was, I was like, okay, so this is why I don't do for the issue paper busy. <laughs> this is horrible the results are great but like it looks amazing mm -hmm. um but now I I think my brain kind of was like okay it wasn't as bad as you think you remember mm -hmm. so I have one printed out and it's the space needle oh. um this designer I follow she did a series last year of like different landmarks so she has like the pyramids she has like the sydney opera house the big ben mm -hmm. and she had one for seattle and i was like i have to have that so it's yeah. it's sitting there on my shelf and i look at it and i'm like maybe i can do it and i'm like no you're like That's it is a, <laughs> like it's very traumatic experience mm -hmm. so when i feel like i'm ready for another traumatic experience i'll i'll do it <laughs> When you completely forget about that trauma, you're going to start a new trauma. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I am scared of paper piecing, but also, yeah, seam rippers, as much as it, seam ripping can suck, it's, you have to do it. Like, don't ever let a single person tell you that they don't ever have to seam rip because it's not true. <laughs> yeah, no, I there might be one week where I don't seam rip that week, but like, it's rare. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I don't have to do it much in one project, I make up for it in the next project because then it's like, yes. I very suddenly forgot how to quilt and I don't know what I'm doing and I mess everything up. I'm like, hmm. Yes, it's, it's always at the end too for me. It's like when I'm adding sashing and like doing the rows together, like I'll sew the wrong row on there or something. I'm like, I just want to be done with this. Why? Yeah. Or if I, the other project, type of project that always makes a scene ripper come out a lot, it's anything that's set on point. Mm -hmm. For some reason, on point setting is just, oh, it messes with my brain. Yeah, I I've never set anything on point. Nah. No, I haven't. I'm like, wait, did I? No, I haven't. And yeah, no, I have two patterns that have on point setting. And they were released two years apart for a very good reason. <laughs> um, 
you're like, I needed a break. <laughs> I needed a break. And then the last one, I made three samples for that. And every single one of them got seen ripped up. It got ripped at some point because it was just, I was like, I wrote the directions for this. Why am I not following my own directions? You're like, if I can't follow my own directions, I don't feel very confident about any of this. <laughs> I was like, why did I mess this up? And then I'm like reading the pen. I'm like, oh, I added a note on here to avoid this. <laughs> and I didn't follow my own note. And then I did it again on the next sample. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Like, I need to make sure to underline this and make a bold. Yeah. Highlight, underline, bold, large print, larger font, <laughs> arrows. <laughs> like follow this. If you read nothing else in this pattern, read this one sentence here. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Like, why isn't this working? I'm like, oh, not following the directions. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I have some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Are you ready for them? No, but let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, do you sew over pins? Yes. Okay. I, I do, do too sometimes. I, I, I don't use pins a lot. I am, but when I do use pins, they get turned over. <laughs> and then I change my needle. Yeah. When I'm done right. with a project. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't ever had any bad luck with it, but I'm also, I keep hearing people like, no, why would you do that? So I've kind of have stopped, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't want to unpin it because I want my seams to be perfect. So I'm with you. Yeah. I just kind of sew over them. I've, and if I need to change my needle, I change my needle. Yeah, I've, I've bent a few of them. I'm like, oh, oh, that was a bad hit. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's funny. Really make sure you change the needle after this one. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Are you, so are you, do you like trim your threads as you go or do you just kind of hope they tuck in and hope for the best? Um, if it's dark fabric, like if it's navy fabric, I'll trim as I go. Otherwise, no, a rat's nest. <laughs> I'm like it's so bad. neurotic. I'm like trimming every little thing. It takes me so long. I, it makes me so slow, which is like, super annoying to myself because then I'm like, why am I taking so long? I'm like, oh, cause I'm like every little thread or, you know, piece of fabric that sticks out. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Hacking at it. And my mom's yeah. Like, like I used a lot of white fabric. So if it's mm -hmm. anything super bright, like hot pink or like a Navy fabric yeah. or black fabric, I'll make sure to trim those. Um, yeah. Otherwise the white fabric never gets trimmed. No, <laughs> never. You're never going to see it. <laughs> um do you square your blocks before you put them together yes 100 percent. it makes I've, I learned the hard way yeah to make sure I always square my blocks yeah I used to not and I've started forcing myself into the habit because every time I do I have great results and every time I don't I just get frustrated because things don't line up right so yeah <laughs> worth it and then are you an iron your seams open or iron them to the side kind of person? Open. I'm an open kind of gal. Okay. Okay. Um, for borders and sashing, I'll do to the side mm -hmm. just because it's easier. Um, yeah. 
but 98% of the time I press everything open. Yeah. I am the same. I like, press, <laughs> I like an open seam. I hear arguments for pressing to the side, but for some reason, I just immediately want to start ironing them open and I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel like it gives you a flatter quilt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that was all my rapid fire questions. Not so scary, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you online? Yeah, um, on pretty much everything youtube facebook and instagram um, my username is cotton and joy and then my website is cottonandjoy.com and you can find me on there Yay. and i'll link everything yeah. below so people can just oh. click and find it easily but yeah thank you so much for having me yeah i'm looking forward to getting your current fabric line and seeing your new one <laughs> and i'm really glad we met each other so Yes. Thank you, Quilting Bee. Yeah, thank you, Quilting Bee. We love you. <laughs> All right. Well, I will see you later, hopefully soon. And good yes. luck with everything. And yeah. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Thanks.